I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. Hello, everyone. I'm Manaswini, and I'm Shorbari, and we are your hosts for the day. So, on most days, we record the Signal Daily episodes from different parts of the country, but you know, today we are working on it. from the same part of the country the same geographical location finally yeah and i think we've only met twice since we're working together yeah. but here we are yeah so we thought why not give farina break this time uh, farina is our usual host so we thought why not also have fun recording it together so here we are manaswini let's cut to the chase take it away thank you shorbari and for the intro story we are talking about india taking a big bet on sustainable aviation fuel so Remember the time when all of us were obsessing over the amount of carbon footprint that celebrities are leaving behind because of all those private jets they were taking? Well, air travel does contribute to a significant amount of pollution, and looks like India is trying to work on a solution for a cleaner air fuel. Despite many barriers, which we will talk about in a bit, the Indian government have already started moving in that direction. Firstly, it's aiming at clean air. So the Indian government wants to produce and use cleaner jet fuel meaning sustainable aviation fuel instead of conventional fuel that emits heavy smog and pollution. In fact, the process has already begun on the part of the researchers and the scientists at the Indian Institute of Petroleum in Dehradun. But let's first understand the options India is considering. So, according to Ryan Fossil, Director of Environmental Strategy at Boeing, India possibly has three routes through which it can produce cleaner jet fuel which include alternative materials like wild jatropha and pongamia trees power to liquid using green hydrogen and carbon dioxide and fuel based on cooking oil yes turns out the cooking oil that all of us use can be reused to produce sustainable aviation fuel how cool is that besides that Aircraft manufacturer Boeing is aiming at converting its range of aircraft to 100% sustainable aviation fuel as the global aviation industry strives to achieve net zero carbon emissions by 2050. Additionally, Indigo 2 has made a commitment to blend 10% sustainable aviation fuel by 2030. Although it's easier said than done, right? There are still a number of issues that need to be resolved before the Indian government Indigo and Boeing can proceed with their ambitious goals now money is one of the main obstacles the cost of producing the fuel using new technology is higher than it would be with conventional jet fuel additionally according to the bloomberg report scientists are also facing difficulties in gathering enough raw materials plus india needs to build infrastructure to produce saf and that would require a huge investment of time and money but you know that's not all india also lacks the supply networks required to collect feedstock in remote locations reportedly 3.5 million tons of oil seeds could potentially be harvested in india but only 500000 tons are actually harvested each year although this is a step in the right direction The real question is whether it can be accomplished before it's too late. Over to you Shobri. Thanks Manaswini. 
For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. So we've already had our introductions. So let's get straight to the deep dive for November 23rd, 2022. A mother of all mergers in the world of publishing was about to happen until it didn't. I'm talking about the world's largest book publisher, Penguin Random House or PRH, wanting to buy its rival, Simon & Schuster, as a part of its plans to expand its publishing business globally. SNS, which is owned by Paramount, has published legendary storytellers like Stephen King, James Lee Burke, Sandra Brown and many others. And this news of a possible merger with Penguin had really upset many of its own authors. We'll talk more about this in a bit. So moving on, a federal judge in the US had already blocked the proposed $2.2 billion merger over antitrust concerns earlier on October 31st. But PRH wasn't just going to take no for an answer. It was all set to appeal against the ruling. That is, until Paramount decided to just kill the deal. As per their terms of agreement, Bertelsmann, the German media group that owns PRH, will now have to pay Paramount a termination fee of $200 million. Now, Bertelsmann still believes that it was a good agreement, but it has conceded to Paramount's decision. And yeah, PRH has something to lose there, but this actually puts Paramount in a difficult spot as well. It's indicated that SNS remains a non-core asset, as was determined in early 2020, when Paramount had conducted a strategic review of its assets. It considers Simon & Schuster to be a highly valuable business with a record of strong performance. But one of the big reasons why Paramount had tried to make this deal work is because it wanted to focus on its video and streaming business. And SNS does not fit strategically within Paramount's broader portfolio. So, in all probability, Paramount is going to look for another buyer. Now, the US Department of Justice is quite happy that the deal is not going through, but coming back to what Penguin Random House is missing out, it's not at all about bagging the best-selling authors. Had the deal gone through, PRH would get a huge chunk of the US publishing market, which is currently dominated by the so-called Big Five, HarperCollins, SNS, Hachette, Macmillan, and of course, PRH. Typically, self-publishing aside, Anybody looking for a large American publisher will have to go to one of these guys who have the better means to offer more money and more support. Now, if we try to look at it from the publisher's POV, they have an Amazon-sized problem in their hands. I mean, Amazon's growing dominance and its pressing policy is changing the publishing market and publishers want a better leverage against Amazon. And that was precisely what PRH was trying to do. Set up a monopoly to face a monopoly. But then such a merger would also mean that there'd be lesser competition and more concentration of power in one of the publishing pockets. And that's what worried many authors. From their POV, they feared that they would lose their bargaining powers. And Stephen King was especially vocal against the deal. He even testified in court about how this merger would mean that one publishing house would be able to exert a greater control over what gets published and how much an author gets paid for that. Now, there's some sense in both viewpoints, I guess, but PRH will need another strategy for sure. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. This episode was written, researched and produced by Manaswini and me, Shorburi. Edited by Venkat Anand and Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. 
That's all, Barry, and me, Manaswini, signing off.